been a while. It has been a long while. How's the sound quality? Good? The sound is good. Okay. Just testing that everything still works after not being used for, what, like two months or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long was it? I don't even... Yeah. What was the last like thing you... we talked about? Um, I forget. I, I, I forgot. Um, it was a movie of some sort. Um, but... <laughs> Yes. yes, it was. <laughs> just to make it sound how serious. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> this is it... okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I have to actually look on uh, Apple Podcasts, but um, we talked. Uh, when was it? It was what, like March, maybe, or no, yeah. April fourth. Mm-hmm. We talked about Creed three. And how it was sort of like a live action copy of an anime, but like with its own story. So, yeah. Um, and I think that was before all the Jonathan Majors craziness that happened here in New York. Uh, yeah. I still don't know what happened there. Well, was there, was that like a big story in New York? Uh, yeah, for like a couple of days, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it was like, um, uh, but I haven't heard about it. And it doesn't seem like I, I remember that they took out, like they took off. Um, what, what was it? His uh, he made an ad for the Marines or something or the Army. Oh yeah. And they took it down. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I have no idea what's going on. And it seems like they're doing a good job at keeping it quiet. So. Yeah. No, it's it's weird because it was the front page of Variety for yeah. a while, but if you look. Uh, if you got out of New York and you also, you know, read comments for like Ant-Man and, you know, Cree 3 yeah. and stuff, it's it's really not something that's really being widespread. It's like, like you said, it's pretty much under wraps, kind of like, you know, the whole Ezra Miller thing in Batman and the Flash. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously... Uh, all of this with a big asterisk that says allegedly. Yes, uh, <laughs> big big asterisk. But we have an entertainment podcast. And and a footnote, unfortunately, it's something it's to bring up. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, unallegedly, it seems that the Flash movie is good. Uh, yes, you mean Batman Stephen featuring King. the Flash? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batman and Supergirl. Save the Flash, yes. Yeah, uh, starring Michael Keaton. Um, yes. And uh, <laughs> Ezra Miller as a supporting actor. That's uh, a very supporting. <laughs> a very, or supportive actor, you know. <laughs> but but uh, apparently Stephen King saw it and really liked it. And uh, or well, that may have been just some clickbait that I clicked on, but. Well, I mean, if you read it, you know. Yeah, sorry. You know, he would agree with, you know, some, okay, you know what, we, no, okay. I have too many jokes Don't in my head. Don't be that ashamed, are, Michael. <laughs> I'm very ashamed <laughs> of what is running through my head right now with these jokes, but I am in so, podcast rehab, which is why yeah. it's the topic. Uh, things that we, we like. And uh, and also, oh, no, oh, do, I, you, do you want to do you, you want to make the announcement? Yeah. So, okay. well, like, yeah. So, why? 
where is it going with this? <laughs> why, we why, are ending yeah. the podcast. This is why yes, we, are we are ending what we stream. It doesn't mean we're like we're leaving forever. This is more like when um the two guys that did um was it Lloyd and Peter, the guys that did Epic Rap Battles of History when they mm-hmm. had that one finale, but it was just a finale before they made things bigger. Yeah. That, that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're I think either going to take a hiatus or we're going to talk about what we're going to do next in the podcast because um I don't know, we feel like there are other subjects out there that we think may be more interesting to listeners and that we can speak on, you know, more knowledgeably yeah. and entertaining. Plus we are that are, yeah, more interesting to us, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think there are only so many things you can say about movies after a while and right uh after a while i keep seeing the same patterns over and over again and it's kind of taken away my enjoyment of movies in a way yeah um and entertainment so now i like in the last two months i've seen a lot of movies uh but probably not as many as we used to uh or as i used to when we when uh we're really kicking off the podcast, but it's sort of like, and I'm just enjoying it for what it is. And I'm not thinking about what am I going to say about this? Yeah. And, uh, Oh, this is like that, but worse, uh, <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. which is often the case these days. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, after a while, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think we, we've kind of exhausted the subject a little bit, even though new movies and new entertainments come out and new like TV shows come out. Um, it all for me anyway it all kind of it's getting it feels like it's more and more of the same and uh i feel like there are other things that interest me more or interest us more that we could talk about um and we'll you know let you guys know when that happens um and uh what that would be about uh you know when we make another podcast uh right and also, you know, something like to change the script a little bit. And um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like what you said about kind of like, um, like kind of uh, exhausting the subject is that, um, I mean, we still love movies from the end of the day. We yeah. still love no, streaming definitely. and stuff. But at the end of the day, this was born out of, this podcast was born out of us first getting drunk on weekends. Yeah. And going to a theater in New York with our AMC movie pass or whatever it was called. Yeah. And just kind of like seeing whatever came out. So it, it was it was about the movie, but it was also about the experience of getting to the movie and drinking this and that. And then I think as we've narrowed down to just talking about the content itself, just the movie, just the TV show and stuff. And the fact that's, every movie and TV show is so easy to access now and free. If you, you know, know how to go about it. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think for us, it's just kind of become exhausted. Like you see, you see too much of the same, you have too much of the same thing to say and this and that. And at the end of the day, there are other things that, you know, we both like and stuff that we would like to bring other people in if possible to talk about because um yeah no at the end of the day like we're not going to stop being who we are but at the same time you know we want to explore other sides of yeah who we are you know 
Oh, definitely. It's, uh, you know, I think there are certain exceptions to what, like we just said, like there are still good movies that, that come out, like, even though, you know, movies are still very, you know, they, they follow a certain structure and, uh, you know, I think, uh, I was getting, I think the one movie that really stopped my kind of movie blues was, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, or I guess like my Marvel hate kind of stopped after watching that. But then, you know, I saw it as kind of like the end of an era in a way, the right. same way that the end of this podcast kind of feels like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, because like it's the last James Gunn movie, uh, the last MCU movie that James Gunn is going to make as far as we know. And, um, but yeah, the thing is I you know, after watching so many movies, talking about so many movies, um, yeah, there's only so, so much you can say about, about movies, really. And even though the titles change and the actors change and sometimes the plot lines change, like there's always kind of a similarity to everything. Yeah. Once you just do that all the time and analyze everything and it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, it's kind of a uh i'm not sure what i'm trying to say i think um, <laughs> no no I, I know where you're going with this yeah well for me that movie that pulled me out of a movie not dislike but kind of uh, kind of my movie interest rut was uh sisu <laughs> the movie you Cecil. told me about <laughs> okay. Cecil. i yeah, mean I, uh... I haven't got i haven't gone through the rest of it i had to stop i had to go run and do something but i was watching it and i was like what the fuck is <laughs> So every so often yeah. there's that once in a while movie. It's the, for me, it's that, and it was also Kill Buck Soon, which mm-hmm. I like. At the end of the day, there's going to be those like gems, like diamonds in the rough kind of thing. But I, in terms of like cultural impact, you know, uh, a lot of these just kind of like come and go now. And I, I want, I want there to, I want these movies to have like more weight to it. But for yeah. us to be the ones to add that weight to its cultural relevancy, it's like. it's almost like we feel like we can do that more for other art forms or if movies were just a part of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something else that came to mind. I think it's something that we discussed a bit more in length uh, last week when we, when we had our call is, is also like uh, you can't always talk about the specific movies that you like because they're not following the trend. Yeah. And I mean, through our, well, like three, more than three years reporting, uh, recording this, or around three years, a bit more, maybe three yeah. years and a half. Um, I mean, the, the, the stuff that we talked about that did very well were usually on trend, but then like no one would really give a shit about it later on. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's just like, you know, we have lives, we have jobs, we have yeah. other things and just keeping on trend is kind of, uh, it's very difficult. And I applaud people who manage to follow the trends because like it demands a lot of attention and energy and, and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's really like we're trying to, I think, record something that we can be really proud of and and uh, and I'm really proud of this podcast, but I think there's we can still do better. I think, and that's sort of like where I think we're 
we're going anyway. Yeah. Uh, the crazy thing, I guess, like from what we were talking about was that, um, yeah, no, we started this prior to right before COVID. Yeah. And we trucked through during COVID because, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the day, we did have time to, you know, record podcasts and mm -hmm. stuff. And it was, it's funny because like over time, we it was funny because like COVID was also one of the busiest times I've had in my life too. It's like you you expect that you'd be sitting home all day watching movies, but no, you end up trying to get a lot of things set up for whenever the so-called pan, you know, whenever like the pandemic yeah. ends. But it's like, um, I guess what was funny to me was that we have episodes that follow the trends that are like in line with the trends but you can kind of hear in the podcasts when certain things started to change because mm -hmm. i feel like there's been a it's not really being talked about a lot but i covid kind of reset a lot of things one of the things it reset was kind of media trends mm -hmm. and i would even argue that there's not really a single trend i mean there's never been but there's even less so a single trend now because you know during covid people were introduced to new things they were oversaturated by their own interests they built up new interests you know everybody one way or another became different people so trends and the trendsetters tended to like start moving in and in, in, in other um directions and a lot of the stuff that became popular ideas, I'm even talking about stuff like the metaverse as a result of COVID and even like crypto with FTX, a lot of that is crashing down pretty quickly and harder than like, to be honest, I expected, but it built up relevancy because the world needs, the world still follows a certain zeitgeist the, whether they want to or not and that was just the, the the like the stuff that hit in the moment but i would say after those it's just we everyone's just trying to stay keep their head above water i'm not even just talking about financially i'm talking about like their own identities at the end of the day mm -hmm. and we have and we even have episodes where we struggled to talk about movies when you know the biggest things in media would be political which is like we don't want to yeah. be divisive and stuff but you're you're not addressing the elephant in the room if you're just skirting over the clear thing that's overtaking movies over and over again and you know we grew up in times where a movie could be the biggest thing on everybody's mind mm -hmm. but it became less and less so during covid so our love is still there but it's just you know when the world changes we can't ignore it and yeah. we're we're looking at other things right now that like kind of like reflect that are going to be things that are going to be opinions that are going to be interesting to listen to uh, maybe about other subjects that you'll want to hear even after its relevancy has gone away you know and yeah. i think we're still kind of figuring out what it is but we have some yeah. ideas yeah. yeah, we're still figuring it out. I, I think we want something that, um, you know, I'll use a marketing term, 
uh, something that's no, actually, I don't want to use it. It sounds like bullshitty, but uh, it's just something that'll stand the test of time that, you know, I, I think there, I, I don't like, uh, I, I think it's interesting as like a thought experiment to listen to things that were made and like, you know, seeing a TV show that was made in the sixties and realizing how of the moment that was. Yeah. But it totally doesn't work now because you don't have this in context and you have no idea what people are talking about. Uh, cause like, it's not part of the zeitgeist anymore. Right. Uh, but like, I think there are things that we could do that would be interesting for people now, but also interesting for people, uh, like in the future. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I think, um, um, I was going to say um, about how we started. Uh, yeah, I mean, we started in a bar in Midtown, Manhattan, trying to record on the Anchor app on our phones. Because yeah. at the time you could connect through, I guess, like the Wi-Fi or something. You could record. Mm -hmm. It never worked. And it didn't. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, that's why you'll never hear our episode about uh, Charlie's Angels, the the Elizabeth Banks directed one, <laughs> and uh, uh, which um, was probably as terrible as our recording. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but, was, um, oh yeah. I but, thought, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I failed to realize that, like, you know, when you when you watch those opinion shows that take place in a bar, all the background noise is added in later because they're on a set. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work as well if you're yeah. actually in a if you're actually bar. doing it, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> on a yeah. cheap phone, like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, because <laughs> so. every five minutes we had, uh, I mean, every what like fifteen minutes we had someone coming over and saying, "Hey, dude, do you want to top up or something?" It's like, "Yeah, sure." And then yeah. by the end, uh, you know, we couldn't really sit up straight. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yep. But and that's why our first episode uh. that we actually posted was Frozen. Uh, frozen mm -hmm. 2 which mm -hmm. uh, was like a great experience uh but uh yeah well you know i think at first yeah it was really about that theater going experience and i was just like uh you know having our post movie theater chat about how the movie was what we liked about it what we didn't like about it you know what what people usually do and we thought you know it, it would be cool to record that and uh, but then covid hit and uh, we were sort of like, hey, we can't actually do that anymore. Yeah. And uh, we have to stay in. And so then we just did streaming. And yeah. I think we just didn't do anything for a while. And that's when we launched, because we started as Tipsy Spoilers. And mm -hmm. then we went into What We Binge. And those first episodes were cool. And and uh, we were dealing with a lot in terms of COVID and uh um, you know, I guess like long story short, through everything like COVID and the the election and yeah, uh, you know the insurrection and yeah, and you know I think we talked about Ted Lasso that week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it, it was the thing that kind of helped me deal with all this crazy shit that was going on. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know uh, the podcast has been through all of those crazy moments, kind of like the, st the stability in my life. Yeah. Uh, because New York is anything but like stable. Yeah. And, um, and just like having that, like that allotted moment in the week, just to chat about whatever I saw on Netflix or whatever with, with uh, Mike. 
uh, was like, I think, yeah, through all of that and through unemployment as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me too, and I yeah. remember you, you too. Yeah. Uh, it was sort of like the highlight of my week. So, you know, um, uh, thank you, Mike. And thank you for the listeners, uh, who are hopefully still out there. Yeah. Uh, San Diego. Okay. San Diego. We've or got, San Jose. Uh, San Jose. Uh, but, uh, we have Virginia and yeah. we also have our Irish friends, a big Irish group out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'll say like on my end about, um, cause, uh, after, um, I would say like February, 2020, we like every episode has been remote. Like yeah. we haven't been in the same room doing a podcast in like yeah. three years. Yeah. But, uh, I would say on my end, it wasn't so much the craziness. It was, I mean, if you watch the news, yeah, it was the craziness, but it was more of like, you know, not just financially, but even like in terms of just where I was in life, it started becoming more and more about setting up a life and knowing how to organize different parts of myself. Mm-hmm. before going into the next part because it created a great opportunity to you know try to figure out where every aspect of my life fits like when we both lived in New York like my original plan was to be that New York hustler and I, I won't come up to breathe until I've made it kind of thing mm-hmm. and the longer I was doing that and noticing what other people's patterns were, what my patterns were, what the patterns of every zeitgeist was. No one's going to tell you this, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you do that or not, because it's, a lot of it is about timing. You want to prep for that timing. You want to prep for that opportunity. But there are people that have balanced lives that have gr- that do great work in what they're doing. And yeah come with better insights like me and raf were talking about this um like i i don't i don't know how many words you want prior to us working together but mm-hmm. like yeah no we won better and i would say more prestigious awards being remote <laughs> and from me not <laughs> yeah. putting all my energy into advertising but just like you know, having to balance a life, all of my life tasks and really soaking in how, what the feeling is of the moment, being present in life made me better at work. And that's when yeah. I realized I can't put myself a hundred percent into something if I want to do something good, because I thought that's what you had to do. But nowadays, especially people are trying to find the most grounded opinions and like voices about certain things. And that requires, you know, having a full life. So at the end of the day, um, you know, through, you know, being able to have a place to live now and, you know, getting married and all of that. And, you know, even getting another job because I, I went from advertising to being a behavior technician for kids. So it's like um, all of that forced me to pretty much figure out, OK, where do movies, where does streaming and movies fit in my life? And it doesn't play the same role it did when we were by mm-hmm. ourselves in New York. In yeah. fact, my relationship with streaming now is just watching Coco Melon and cartoons all day, which is, <laughs> you know, a normal yeah. thing that, you know, most people are going through right now. So I'm not going to have the angsty 20 something opinion. I'm going to have 
the, you know, guy trying to set up a life working with kids opinion, you know, a guy that has to be present in everything he's doing in order to do a good job. So yeah. it's, um, it, we, there, there's a lot that we're talking about right now in terms of what to put on the back burner and what to put on the forefront. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I feel like you guys were listening to us more for what we had to say more than just listening to the content about itself. So we could have opinions about anything. It's like one of like our biggest influences, I would say like double toasted and yeah. like Mr. Sunday movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Sunday movies, they, they, they tended to stick to movies, but they, uh, you know, when they veered off, it was interesting. And, yeah. you know, double toasted, a lot of their best videos is about like a crazy viral video they saw, or it's about something going on in life, but in general. And it's like, at the end of the day, you're going to listen to those podcasts because of them, not because of, yeah. you know, the exact thing they're talking about. So we feel like we can talk about other stuff and you guys will still stick around, hopefully yeah. cross our fingers, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to doing something that's a bit different and maybe, uh, yeah, about a different subject and and maybe get other people involved and kind of add more to our dynamic a little bit. Uh, and uh, depending on what we go with, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I think, you know, our voices are part of like what you guys wanted to listen to us um it's part of like i think you could listen to anything you know any other podcast about our flag means death or something like that or yeah you know uh everyone was talking about squid game at one point uh but like you know we had our own opinions and our own vision on it and you know for better for worse kind of like our vision that's being kind of molded by advertising yeah. And uh, seeing more the, you know, what's the angle bit, uh, mm-hmm. I feel then, you know, well, uh, and and why some movies work and why other movies don't, uh, in our opinion, anyway. Um, and uh, often, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going back to the same thing I was talking about before. It's like, I always see the same problems in movies. And maybe that's why I'm kind of sick about talking about it. Yeah. It's always like, you know, characters, uh, blah, uh, timing, blah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, always now every like every movie is like what we were talking about before the podcast, even visually has the the hereditary syndrome. Yeah. Have you seen that? So, 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 so it's like uh, <laughs> I I saw you there it's like okay what there you could have called me (laughs) my phone lost i lost all my battery it's like (laughs) 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 i couldn't call 911 to save you from the monster or whatever yes like 911 has their own exorcist or something. <laughs> we're just doing a big review of like every movie where we've watched and we're going to watch from here on out. If we yeah. made 10 more episodes of what we stream, it would be about. So it's like. <laughs>
Fucking dumbass hereditary. We have to do yeah, that. Going, oh, dude, I don't know. It's just like I always remember that scene, like where someone is hanging from the roof and is chopping something uh, <laughs> with the wire or cutting through something with the wire for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, at the end of the day. And I feel like we've been saying that a lot, like at the end of the day. Um, it's not the end no, it's not the end it's only a beginning uh, but um where did i get that from no idea but yeah. but it's like uh you know I, you know we could talk all all day about yeah. what's dumb in movies and yeah. <laughs> i think we've done it a lot you know it's funny <laughs> Yeah, the the way we're ending this is the same thing as like Conan saying he's ending his TV show. Yeah, but he's not really ending anything. He has like a travel show coming out, and he still has a podcast. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's literally going nowhere. So it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like it's not like Oprah Winfrey how like you know she started own and did her talk show, and then like you never saw her again because she didn't have the talk show. It's like yeah, well we're gonna be around visibly and audibly and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think she only she still does interviews or something, right? Like once in a while. Once like those once in a while ones, but like if you're even like a teenager now and They're you're like, watching who's Yeah, who's this lady that's doing who's this lady that owns a cable channel that's doing a once in a yeah. while interview? Like you have no context that this was like the only good talk show for like 30 yeah. plus years. You know? It's like what's this thing about giving free cars? Like I don't get it. Uh- yes. <laughs> you get a car and you get a car like i don't know yeah it's nowadays they would shred it it's like where did they get the money from yeah mm-hmm. it's would, like yeah. angst we have no money um it's like <laughs> they, they would have they would have taken her down like ellen basically if you're a talk show host and you're remotely nice like mm-hmm. people are just like ready to take you down at this point like kelly clarkson is yeah. going through that now and i'm like it's like her show uh, just started give well, her like five years then you it's know it's like they, they want to prove that they're hypocrites you know it's always like oh they're not as nice in real life and we have proof <laughs> and, and not uh, like that i thought we knew this <laughs> i mean I thought that was just working. that seems kind of obvious right i mean <laughs> i thought that was just how like I maybe mean, that's just us older people happened. got used to it you know we knew like famous people weren't as nice in real life as they were in the movies yeah no sure. that's why i accepted like um, that everybody was a piece of shit it's not that nobody knew it was that we didn't care because we assumed yeah. that they were pieces of shit anyway. <laughs> and then you were surprised when they were actually nice. And you're like, oh, they're actually nice. This is a surprise. Uh, yeah, now exactly. it's like, well, why aren't you nice? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, exactly. who cares? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, where are we going with this? I, I forgot, but. Um, um, here, I think uh, we can like end this part of the podcast and then yes. we'll uh, start it up again and we'll. Yes. Well, we'll get into something that we might start talking about in the future. Yeah. So yeah. commercial break real fast. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Zip recruiter. No, I'm kidding. All right. Zip recruiter. <laughs> okay. MailChimp. <laughs> Don't they own like something? No, Intuit. Somebody Intuit. owns it. Turbo Somebody Dex. owns it. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> All right. We're ending this. <laughs> Coming back. All right. Right, so we're back from the commercial break. Yes, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. I'm just guessing that's what played before. If you know, we had an ad, but yeah. <laughs> uh, right. No, I don't know. Uh, but 
Let's talk about all the job posting sites uh, <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> That's going to be our topic from now on. Is just, we're going we're gonna to talk to you about being professional. And yeah. Like, you know, all those and... TikToks about like, find all the resumes that Harvard writes. Uh, yeah. and then... <laughs> if you make mistakes, hide them. That's hide what they're them. saying. Now. Use chat GPT. Yeah. Um, Everybody that's growing I, up with TikTok now is so intense. It's yeah, like there's uh, no preamble to whatever they say. It's just like meh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just like, don't like, tell like, HR. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Like, well, it would be nice if no, no. It's like don't tell. No. Oh. Uh, but uh, it's a jackal. Being okay. so dismissive of all these young people. Um, I, I hate that I'm we say young. that because like we're we're, only in, we're in our early thirties. We're not yeah. like fucking withering away yeah there are people the our age that are the trendsetters now we just yeah. are weird trend <laughs> guys uh we're, just... we're trend we're trend havers we're not trendsetters but... yes <laughs> we're trend maybe maybe <laughs> we have not our own followers. trends who might set other trends maybe but <laughs> yes we are what are we uh we are dudes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we're dudes coming out we're on dudes. spotify fucking two brothers two brothers and a tomato in the mountain don't you hate that like rick an and... army of tomatoes i'm starting to hate that rick and morty somehow became like the biggest influence of like like media in general but like do i hate it like or it's like, do it, i am i surprised by it <laughs> well i think right now like it's getting to a point where it's kind of like people are it's it's getting to the refining stage because I think everywhere right. everything everywhere all at once was like the peak of mm-hmm. the Multiverse. Rick and Morty style yeah. of like filmmaking and it's like it won Oscars it was in the news it made all like the quotas about you know like meat and stuff that sounded so assholey I'm Asian I'm sorry you guys why did I say it like that but you know what I mean like it fit the zeitgeist in like more than one way Jesus Christ. But you, we, yeah. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I didn't know but, this was going going to like go into this kind of intolerant direction, Michael. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it reached different things it's at so different ignorant. points, and, and I'm saying that now it's <laughs> shut up. It's gonna be. It's the refining moment. Where we take the Rick and Morty style of filmmaking and like kind of simplify it and like find different ways of doing it. Like what the Flash is going to do, you know, Mm -hmm. Batman and the Flash. (laughs) It's going to. Bat Flash. Flash. Yeah, Bat Flash Uh and and Supergirl, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's going to be a somewhat more hold back, refined version of the whole multiverse. Everything's crazy. And then it makes a Mm -hmm. point at the end kind of style. Yeah. Anyway. It's got movies. It's like the whole DC universe. But apparently I heard that, or I, I saw this interview with James Gunn and apparently he used to give notes on other Marvel movies. Yeah. And I think you can match the moment where he got canceled with when yeah. Marvel movies got bad. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, when, 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 when he got canceled, that's when, that's when, I think that's when the Rick and Morty like style started coming in a little bit more. Just yeah. the whole like, craziness everywhere and like that once in a while character moment and then craziness again yeah whereas all of james gunn movies it never really gets that crazy like it's yeah. like james gunn movies are basically they start with a crazy premise but the whole movie is a character study 
And yeah. it's like, I, I think that's what DC is going to get into. Uh, you, you didn't see Guardians 3, right? Not but yet. There, there's, there's a moment in the movie, and I hope this doesn't spoil too much, but there's a moment where a character tells Rocket, it was all about you the whole time, and no one knew about it. And I was like, oh, so this is like the Rocket trilogy. Actually, it's not Peter Quill. Those movies, it's Rockets. But, oh, you know. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. I, okay. I need to watch this now. This is a. Uh... And it's, yeah, like no one knew it, but it was about you the whole time. And like they actually had that line in the movie. And I was like, oh, well, because like we always said, or I can't remember if we said it on the podcast, but I always remember thinking that Rocket was always the heart of all those movies. Yeah. And the whole progression through the three movies is like his main character arc. Yeah. Of, you know, he's uh, he feels like he's a monster who's being like made in a lab. Yeah. And uh, and then the second one is sort of like he realizes that he pushes people away by being an asshole. Yeah. And the third movie is when he actually goes back to his creator and gets closure. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like the yeah, it's the Rocket trilogy featuring the Guardians. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense, though, because like after, there's only so much you can do with Peter Quill after a while. And like he's just a guy. Yeah. But then Rocket Raccoon. They're going to do more. Spoilers. They're going to do more. (laughs) I mean, like, even with, like, Rocket Raccoon, like, even even in the beginning, it was, like, I I remember um, when Green Lantern first came out, the Ryan Reynolds one, like, Mm -hmm. they cut out one of the characters that was, like, a talking animal because they they were, like, there's no way we can make this work in live action. And a few years later, James Gunn is the one that, like, proves everyone wrong by, like, You can have something like a talking animal and not over explain it. But if you added, if you just add enough depth, because I think, I think with things like talking animals and just like things that are just kind of, it's like, you have to play by what I call the community pilot rules. And the community pilot rule is the rule that Joel McHale said when he had the pencil and he says, this is a human flaw. And he gets the pencil and he's like, this pencil's name is blank. And then he breaks the pencil and everyone flinches. It's like that's your talking animal. Your talking animal mm-hmm. has to be that pencil, basically. <laughs> so yeah. it's like James Gunn changed the game by doing that. But then, like everything that happened after, it was like the metaphorical talking animal was like the main event, like Quantum Mania. You can center mm-hmm. it as much on the father and daughter aspect as much as you want, but it was basically the, you know, Microsoft screensaver show. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like. Um... I yeah, I mean that movie just came out on Disney Plus, uh, Ant Man three, and yeah. I was just like in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three. There's also a scene where there's like the bad guy threatens someone in the movie, right? And it just felt so much more real than whatever Kang was trying to do when he was like just like he just tilts Scott Lang's daughter a little bit, yeah. Like, he just puts her at a at a right angle, and I was like, <laughs> oh no, oh. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like, ooh, threat. Uh- <laughs> no, that that was the worst way to me to introduce, like, you know, somebody that's supposed to be the center of the MCU from then out. It was like, I, I get, yeah. I get, I, I like how they try to like introduce big people as side characters, but it's like we already know King is going to be the big bad. Technically, he was introduced yeah. in Loki, but it was like. I think he could have yeah, had a but, better theatrical yeah. debut. 
than what have, he had. They should have teased him a bit more, you know, made more te- you know, not have him be the main villain of Ant-Man 3, but like tease him a little bit more. Because like at least Thanos, like they kept teasing him throughout the whole you know, Infinity Saga. And like the first time you see him talk was in Guardians 1. Yeah. And then you sort of see him here and there sometimes, but not really. And then he shows up in Infinity War and you're like, oh, okay, now he's, okay, we see him. Yeah. But like, there's always that dread of like, oh, who's this bad guy who's kind of pulling the strings behind all these Infinity Stones? And it was, you know, there was much more of a buildup. And now they've kind of gone like the TikTok route of, Let's just put the bad guy now. Hey, here he is. Blah. Yeah. Mm, he's kind of scary, but yeah, not no, in I, an I offensive like way. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I heard that Disney, um, because like, okay, with Disney, when the, the animated Hercules came out, it, it was like the Emperor's New Groove before Emperor's New Groove came out. Hercules was like, the we're gonna go in a more poppy, fast-paced direction and yeah. just take risks. Well, yeah, they're thinking of doing that again with the live action Hercules remake. And they said it's going to be inspired by TikTok. Like there's going to be styles inspired by TikTok. And I, I hope they realize yeah. that even, <laughs> even young people where TikTok is built in their DNA and teenagers and stuff, they still watch movies to get away from TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, you still need like a, you know, a solid story in place and a solid style because you don't, you don't want to just give people more of, what they're already overwhelmed with on a daily basis. I mean, so. in what in what way can it be more TikTok? It's like, are they going to add emojis? Are you going to add filters? If they do, we're, it, I'm done. Like, no. Is, is, <laughs> is it just going to be people saying, blah, and then doing a dance? Uh, it's, it's. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't I've been on TikTok. It's not that highbrow, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not like. And it's a lot about short, you know, yeah. like mm, you know short jolts like short injections of fun in your brain yeah into your eyeballs it, it, and... it's kind of like to me the the like in black panther how they had the what are those reference and stuff yeah but what are those that was i think funny. what are those <laughs> there were a lot of memes i remember from the time and from like a little yeah. before that were expected to be long lasting cultural zeitgeist pieces but people are yeah. learning more and more that everything lives and dies on the internet it's like there's yeah. not really like an effort to historically preserve anything or to like you know really make a piece of slang like a cultural thing or whatever it's like once it's in a basically once it's in a movie it's dead and it's not going to become something that people are going to look back on and be like oh remember blank so it's like i i think that you know as long as stories in the middle and stuff, it's like when I watch like the visuals for like the new Little Mermaid and stuff. It's almost like this relaxing. It's almost as like this relaxing counter to everything else I've been mm-hmm. exposed to on like the internet and stuff. It's like they've took the Aquaman visuals and figured out how to refine it because they're fucking Disney and they can do that. So it's like, yeah. but um, yeah. So other than that. Uh, since we were going to talk about other subjects and stuff, let's mm-hmm. go into the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because yes. I didn't watch it yet. Yes. But I know that that's a centerpiece of the Guardians movies. And yes. if you haven't figured out from everything I just said yet, audience, um, we, we are going to start delving more into music in the future. 
Yeah. So yeah. we'll start off with this. Like, what did you think of the soundtrack? Did it have as much weight as like the past two movies or did it just feel like thrown together? It, uh, like what's weird is that I actually got the album. I got like the playlist on Spotify before seeing the movie. Yeah. And I wasn't really sure about it. And I, I was listening to a couple of songs and I was like, well, you know, this isn't bad and whatever. And then when I see it in the context, when I heard those songs within the context of the story and the movie, it all like hit super hard. Yeah. And uh, and now I just like I connect those songs to the parts in that movie when I heard them. It's like they're they're um, it, you know, James Gunn, there are very few things he does that I am not on board with in terms of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it he has chosen such like a great or he and whoever's on his team who selected the music Mm -hmm. um they chose like the right songs for the right moments and they just like work and sometimes you don't think they'd fit but they actually fit and they help in the comedy sometimes like uh there's uh i think there's a viral clip of uh, adam warlock showing up in space and mm-hmm. there's a song from I think it's um, Glass, the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and just like the way it's filmed and the song, it just made me laugh because it was so like surreal, yeah, and a bit ridiculous. Uh, but it and it felt like I didn't know like some space opera, uh, yeah. really. I mean, I know people use the word like space opera for Star Wars a lot, but it felt like, oh, this is like an this is an entrance, you know, because right, yeah. <laughs> like you, you don't see them coming like, you know, you there's like an intro where uh, Rocket is walking through the streets of nowhere, listening to Creep by Radiohead. And he kind of like and you kind of get that he feels like a creep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh and then as he, you know, and then another song starts to play as they're all trying to get to sleep. And then Adam Warlock shows up out of space and it's just kind of funny. Yeah. And the way they chose the song and, and the way they filmed it. Uh, but it's not that he does anything funny, really, at that point. Although he's very funny in the movie later on. And mm-hmm. you sort of realize that he may have the body of, a, of an adult, yeah. but his brain was not didn't age with the body so he's still kind of like a kid with like a superhero strength so it's kind of like shazam but like if shazam was like a toddler uh, (laughs) a little bit and you know there's some funny moments that they play around with that uh but yeah all the songs really worked they really land very well and at the end of the movie they bring back uh the song the first song that you heard at the beginning of the first guardians movie and that was really cool and uh you know so it's sort of like because oh which songs do you like and oh i like this one it's like oh what do you like and then oh i kind of like this one and then they play the the first song that you ever heard when uh peter quill dances around that cavern oh can we get your love oh yeah 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 can we get your love and he sort and they play that and uh yeah i mean it was just on point it was really good and like it enhanced the story it kind of made you think differently about certain scenes just because the music was there yeah. Um, or I guess they gave you more uh, insight into what's going on about like the subtext and all that yeah. stuff. You know, it's funny. I was at my grandma's house the other day and like I was, I was telling grandma because like my grandma that because um, we were listening to songs from the 50s. I think the song was mm-hmm. like Only You. 
And yeah. I told her, you, I, I know I'm getting old now because they play my music and this song on the same station. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it, the oldies. <laughs> oh, no, it's like, and I will say what those specifically are, 105.9 and 107.9 in Hawaii. It's literally all my childhood music, the stuff mm-hmm. that they said turn off because it's too blank, blank, blank. And yeah. it's played alongside like a lot of 50s and 60s, yeah. 70s. And it's like, it's like the only... yeah, yep, that was the song. <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, that's like Ronnie from the SNL sketches. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but, it's like, like um... <laughs> but yeah, you know, when it comes to like music, it's like the yeah. only thing that consistently kind of like brings generations together because like movies, they can and they do, but it's like there's a it's it's movies are, are have this weird middle point where like now it's like easily accessible but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like giving up your time for it whereas mm-hmm. like before it's kind of like certain movies would last because you know you have to put in the whole effort of doing this that this that then watching the two hours of the movie and then it's like you have to put the vhs in you have to put the dvd in are there scratches on you know the tape or the disc and it's like you would put a lot of effort. So like now you're dedicated to watching the movie, whereas now mm-hmm. it's all easily accessible. So it's yeah. as easily accessible as music. So it's like, would I rather spend three minutes with this song or two hours with this movie? And in terms of just time, you're always just going to go back to music. And it's just like a quick way to kind of just bring, you know, just to kind of like bring generations together. Yeah. And all the songs that came out from a time where music was less and less saturated last because it's like it had it 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 was nostalgia for so long for so many generations. It like every song from the 50s was something that through 50 years people went back to when their world started getting more convoluted with you know mm-hmm. media and things going on in the world and this and that. And mm-hmm. um yeah, no, sometimes I think about that. Like what um like what kind of music lasts and will it come back? Cause like I'll admit right now that you know, I, I grew up with like a lot of hip hop, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of like R and B, a lot of hip hop, but it's kind of I wanna say fading in relevance, but a lot of those songs are ending up on the oldie stations, just getting mixed up with everything and not really having its own dedicated station stuff. And I guess with like the current hip-hop audience youth now hip-hop's not just music it's a whole culture of seeing the tiktok seeing who's in the drama of this and that you know kind of getting the lore and like because it's part of this whole world the songs just like play a small part of it and that's why if you're older you think the songs are trash because you're not into like the whole lore of what's going on around the song whereas back when like there was like 90s hip hop and stuff. All you had was the song. So mm-hmm. you put everything you had into the song. I mean, there's like newspaper headlines in this about this and that going on. But when you listen to the song, you had just the song. And that's why I think, at least when it comes to music, why it still hits when you reuse it over and over again. If you want to go older, you can go to classical and opera. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a reason why those songs get used over and over and over again because it became it came out at a time all those songs came out at a time where like 
if you wanted to know who the person who made the song was, or if you wanted to understand feelings about life, you didn't have a shit ton of books or even the internet to go to, to understand their feelings and who they were and how it hits you. You had just yeah, that the song, just a song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like people didn't really, you know, I, I think we, we were talking about how like old Hollywood stars used to be like seen as gods and kind of otherworldly and they were seen as like something else. Right. And right. not like normal people. And I think like for composers or, you know, it was kind of a similar kind of thing, you know, it was like, Oh, this is like the artist of the age right. and their music is amazing. And we'll never be able to understand what's going on in their brains because it's like, so freaking, you know, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but also like, yeah, that it's not as if, uh, you know, Beethoven was like, Hey, I'm going to write a post and put it up in the square and then people will know what I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was more like I'm staying at home. I can't hear anything, and I'm gonna play my piano, <laughs> feel the vibrations, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and write yeah. poems that you know will be unrequited. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what hit like me that. the other week, like, um, and this might be off the subject of like classical, but um, there's that yeah. documentary about Tupac and his mom now, uh, dear mm -hmm. mama, and like Tupac was uh, like, like he was calling out like the leaders of his community at that time because even though at, at, at a certain point, because even though they were doing all the right things to try to like set something, set up like a better future for, you know, their community and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, Tupac's message was at the end of the day, the kids aren't listen to, listening to you. Like he felt like he had to be like loud and boisterous because this is the tone of the people that they're listening to. Like yeah. you could be a leader instead of pillar and stuff, but a young person is going to listen to the person doing something that's, you know, that's just cool or a little off center, you know, doing yeah. some, doing like, like, you know, getting into, um, you know, crime and this and that it's just, or like doing things in a, a way that's like cooler to youth. Cause at the end of the day, mm -hmm. when you're young, you have angst and, you know, you want to do something with it. And you're going to listen to something, somebody that like matches your tone. And, you know, that's kind of what made his music last. And I, there are certain songs, I would even say outside of hip hop that because they've filled that role for so long, it's like, it's like they never become corny because it's always filled. like with Pink Floyd too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I only listened to Dark Side of the Moon, the full album, maybe last year. And I think it's always had, it's always played the same role. Uh, even from like the seventies, it was yeah. always, it was, it was always almost like nowadays how you go online and there's like sleep music and lo-fi music. That's what that was at the time. Just cause like there was so much going on in the seventies. And that was just like the thing that like you just listen to and you just stare at the ceiling and go, whoa. And it's always filled that role for as, you know, life got busier on and on and on. So it's like, I, I just think music always succeeds when it fills a role. And, you know, if it doesn't have a role, a movie might give it a role. Like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. just gave all of those songs a new meaning rather than your dad's old eight track eight eight track you know <laughs> tapes and stuff it's there's a there's new meaning to it something else will conjure mm -hmm. in your mind other than you know old greatest hit cds right 
Yeah, what's well, like, you know, I feel like nowadays all the most of the mainstream music is about either some relationship. I mean, most of the mainstream songs in the last like 60, 70, 80 years have been love songs, right? But right. now it's more so like, you know, who's going to be um uh, it's like who's the the greatest like who's the biggest baller, you know, in the room and yeah or like you know uh or if you go more into reggaeton it's like oh yeah man yeah you know it's always like why yeah. did you cheat on me or something or whatever yeah. i feel like that's why I mean, rock lost relevancies because uh it's it was never about the biggest ball in the room yeah. there was no aspect of it uh, maybe behind it's the really scene about but... being an outsider really yeah it's not being part of being a baller it's like being yeah. yourself uh, yeah a rocker yeah so in terms of like the internet it's like yeah. there's no because there was never really a competitive like overtly competitive aspect yeah. to rock music you know with younger people it starts to like fade in the back a little bit but you know in order for something to be popular again it needs to go underground again so i mean i think with rock music it's like you know like yeah something like garden of the galaxy i don't think it gets enough credit for mm -hmm. what it's doing for connecting generations. I would say, I'm not talking about the whole MCU. I'm talking about specifically Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yeah. it's not what that franchise is doing, you know, connecting two different ends of like obscure Marvel that more younger people know now and connecting that with like older songs that like, you know, meant something in people's lives and stuff like yeah like brandy you're a fine girl and stuff it's like you yeah, brandy i mean yeah. i didn't listen to fleetwood mac before seeing guardians of the galaxy i'd never heard of, of fleetwood mac like it, it just wasn't in my parents like musical vocabulary yeah. they were all about james taylor uh the rolling stones the beatles like yeah. eric clapton stuff like that but like fleetwood mac never came up fleetwood never. mac used to be like radio filler like yeah. you would turn the station, it was Fleetwood Mac because it would be on every other station for one reason yeah. or another. And it it, it it was part of it was Guardians of the Galaxy and that guy that was like drinking cranberry juice during COVID or yeah. whatever. I mean, the it guy was, on the skateboard. Yeah, that guy. It was like all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, Paramount Plus has a good documentary called like Sometimes When We Touch. And they recognize yeah. that like 70s soft rock nowadays is gaining more relevancy because it doesn't the the generations discovering it now doesn't have like the cynicism that yeah people developed over time when it came to that music and stuff right like you can connect action and you can connect action adventure with dad rock now and that was yeah. like two different worlds at one point what's well, like there's this band that became kind of like I think it's like 80s. They're like, they're not from the 80s, but they play kind of 80s rock music yeah. in a way. And they be, they, they're they like, I keep hearing it all the time on social media. And it was uh, like Mariana Cross or something. And yeah. oh, uh, okay. they keep playing it on, like I saw it on a, on a, tr like a travel video. Yeah. And where it's like top 10 places to visit in 2023. And then, you know, it's like Mariana, Mariana Cross. And then you see like, uh Spetses, Greece, uh yeah. <laughs> whatever, Morocco. Yeah. And you see this thing, you're like, okay. And then you actually see the band and they're like full like makeup costumes, whatever, when they're on stage. And you just see like uh I like I actually went to see Billy Joel at the at uh Madison Square Garden a couple yeah. of weeks ago. 
and there were a lot of old people, a lot of young people too. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I was in front of a crowd of Brazilians who were probably like, I don't know, 20s or 30s or something. And they knew all the lyrics to all the songs. Yeah. And I was like, I only know like a couple, maybe three. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's some artists that just connect generations like that. And it's just a question of like them knowing that it exists. Yeah. And a lot of new songs are remixes of old songs. Yeah. There's a guy... Again, I think I've been using TikTok too much, but uh, yeah. there's a guy on TikTok who's like his whole channel is essentially he plays both a father character and a son yeah. character. And the son comes like, hey, dad, listen to this awesome song. And then there's like a, there's like this melody that you've heard, like that was created originally in like the 90s. Yeah. And the dad is like, no, listen to this. And then he plays the original song that's usually better. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I'm just the old person in the room saying like, old things are better. Uh, but uh, old songs, the originals, it's like, you yeah. know, even there's some Beyonce songs, like what, you know, the um, there's one, I don't know, like this became like a big topic because of uh, what's his name, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. But uh, there's one thing, it's like a saxophone melody at the beginning of one of her songs. I think it was like, well, brass, right? So like trumpets, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, uh, it's like one of her famous ones, like, you know, yeah. and it's in an, and I found it in a song that was made like a disco song in the 1970s. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So a lot of stuff that's like being repurposed and remixed now come from yeah. like old stuff, but like, but that's part of music. Like everything yeah. is a remix of something else. Well, it's funny to me because that's that's what I thought the point of Doja Cat was. Yeah, that her music sounds like freaking absolute nothing. Like it's almost like it sounds so poppy that like it could be any generic any song, but it also sounds yeah. like complete nothing. Like at the same time, like like very like poppy whatever kind of stuff. And it's like she's being taken seriously now, but she started off as kind of a parody of. Katy Perry and I feel like Doja Cat is almost a satire of the fact Doja Cat is almost a satire of the fact that nowadays like you can get sued for your song sounding remotely like other song so what mm -hmm. if I just make a song that's just so trash and poppy that it's like you don't know what to do with it mm -hmm. and like frick I don't know if that's the point of what she's doing but like she even said herself that haha to everybody that bought my past two albums they were trash and you fell for it so it told me that even though she's more serious now, her like satire persona is still there. Like she's mm -hmm. still fucking with people. And that's what I wonder if there's just layers to everything now that I don't see. It, it's, it's funny. Cause like even the trash music now that I will think is trash could have a deeper meaning than I'm finding it. I'm just not of the demographic finding the deeper meaning. It's like, those like soundcloud songs that sound like static and people yelling it's like well you can't yeah. sue me if the song just sounds like <laughs> fucking rubbish so it's like <laughs> i don't know I, like i have a good friend of mine who's um actually i haven't spoken to him in a while but like he lives in the uk and and uh he's like an aspiring singer songwriter type guy and uh all of his songs like i've never heard anything similar really Mm -hmm. except maybe some tracks of Radiohead, but uh, yeah. but it's like, uh, 
you know, like it's very ethereal in a way. Yeah. I'm like, it's not, I don't find it like I find it relaxing some of his songs, but it's not something that would, I would think like, oh, this is going to top the charts. I mean, yeah. I'm a terrible friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, admitting it is the first step. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I haven't heard this before because probably no one in the right mind would want to write something like this. But... Yeah, you're admitting it too much, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But thing is like, actually, the thing is, there are a couple of his songs that I really like. And uh, mm. because you reminded me of him because you were talking about SoundCloud and he's also on Spotify now. But yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, you know, I, I used to know this actor who was like in his 60s in Berlin. And uh, he used to be on the troupe of like Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. And uh, he was an extra on like a couple of spy shows that they had on Netflix that they filmed in Berlin at the time. Yeah. But like he he's died since uh, I think he died right before COVID, actually. Uh, sure. But uh, but he had a whole bunch of albums that that he gave like he gave them out for free and there were albums that he had recorded in like the 70s oh. and they were pretty good but then like yeah. you can tell that like some of the stuff it's it's like um if he had like a major kind of like agency behind him they probably mm -hmm. would have sold the shit out of that album because yeah. it was really good but maybe it was too similar to billy joel or too similar to uh james taylor are too similar to this or that or like maybe not similar enough yeah so it's always like well uh in a way you know there used to be a lot more barriers yeah but i feel like there's still kind of a barrier now because there's just so yeah. much stuff that gets posted that you don't know what to start with really well what um record companies used to do and it was funny because uh i guess like my wife and i were watching some it was a bad documentary it was like not bad as in like explicit or exploitative it was just right. not the most well done documentary it was about rihanna and then we right. started to remember the early 2000s a little bit more when we were kids and we because they talked about how she never became the rihanna rihanna until like umbrella came out right mm -hmm. but when she first started she was a part of a shit ton of like like island type girls mm -hmm. that were all getting hired by either Rockefeller or like other record companies all at the same time to kind of like fill a niche. And she just happened to be the one that like kind of made it out or that like, you know, things started to work, even though she, yeah, she worked hard, but things started to work in her favor. You know, Mary J. Blige didn't want to do a song, gave it to Rihanna that became Umbrella. You know, there was effort in trying to like, you know, change her image with the times and whatnot. And it's like that I, I really, now that you mentioned that, in every single era of music, one of as a, what the genre at the beginning of every decade, there's always a shit ton of people that fit a certain type that are always mm -hmm. hired, and one person makes it out either through dumb luck, hard work, or both. Basically, <laughs> like it's it's like with Bob Dylan and stuff. Sometimes I wonder if there was like, you know, who else was that at the time? Yeah, you know, it's like. I mean, maybe that's why been, he made it out. Yeah. Maybe I feel like if John Lennon wasn't with the Beatles, he would have been like a direct competitor to like Bob Dylan. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, it's like there there was probably a guy that no one that we will never know about who may have been better than Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like at his particular 
niche of you know folk slash rock type you know songs and uh and i mean it's also like there's this guy called uh, gordon lightfoot who died recently and apparently he was a big influence to uh, bob dylan mm-hmm. and uh but like he was canadian so a lot of people say like he was actually better than bob dylan but just because he was canadian they never really sold his records at the same rate yeah as if he like was american yeah um and um yeah that's kind of and thing is like the songs are from what i can tell and like some of the critics i read it's like it's like lyrically and melodically perfect and the guy sings the song like the notes perfectly there's like it's so tight as like a song or like a collection of songs and albums there's like no wasted motion if that makes any sense no, I'm, I'm, I'm using a samurai reference uh, no, wish, yeah. <laughs> no wasted mo- motion in his sword stroke uh, you know or, <laughs> like metaphorically i mean <laughs> yeah but um if you guys haven't figured it out now we are going to be talking about music more often and we'll let Yay. you know at some point what the name of this podcast is going to be but uh because yeah. we have two minutes and 30 seconds left uh we're going to wrap this up and yes uh, yeah what do you want to well, say uh I just wanted to thank everyone who, you know, has been listening listening to us in the last three plus years. Yeah. Um, it's been a wild ride. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in our personal lives and also like overall. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I hope that we were like a, a nice little source of maybe relaxation or just a moment to kind of step away from your daily you know, life and the drudge of, uh, you know, daily life and everything. And, um, you know, I hope that you guys will, you know, come back to us on our next step in this podcasting adventure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I also want to thank, well, Mike, uh, for these like past three years and his lovely wife, Allie, who's (laughs) who's been a guest and my girlfriend, Manel. Um, and, um, you know, for well, Manel, especially because, you know, she kind of like every time she wants to talk to me or something, I have to record. Uh, <laughs> so I apologize for that. And thank you. But I'll, I'll let you say the last words. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe you should have went to her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, maybe, so, maybe. So I'll just do the, the very last. You can I chose find you, us San Jose. On, <laughs> yeah. If you want to find the past episodes, you can find us on uh, iHeart i heard um like spotify podcast, google yeah. podcast but at some point we may make this like a patreon pay for podcast or something we're thinking yeah. about doing it we don't know if we're doing it but we'll keep yeah. you guys updated and mm-hmm. uh we have less than a minute left thank you listeners and is, this is not a goodbye this is uh keep up so you know the name of our next podcast so yeah like keep up this so, is an au revoir our <laughs> revoir our revoir but until then i will say peace and And, you will say and peace to you too and Uh, also with you yeah yes the force (laughs) bye